Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. I might be becoming a bad baseball fan who can't enjoy the romantic things because of advanced statistics. 15 years from now, I want to be on the early baseball committee. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. I literally have the fan graphs hoodie, the baseball reference t-shirt, just repping some stats, you know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. And welcome to Above Replacement Radio. We're talking baseball kind of whenever. I'm your host, Christiana, over there to my actual left. As you cannot see on YouTube, unfortunately, is Daniel Curran. Hey, doing, Daniel? Chris, I am doing well today. Uh, today's show is going to be a little different than most. Uh, it's going to be a bittersweet one for us because it is our last time uh, recording from the Springfield College campus. It's been... I mean, not all 244 episodes have been recorded on campus, but this show started in the October 1st of our freshman year. Uh, Chris and I are graduating in two days on Sunday. Um, The pod will still go on, but uh, yeah, we will not be on campus uh, after this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely bittersweet, but you know, all episodes we've been, you know, part of, we've been it in Springfield College, like, mm-hmm. you know, at part students. students, um, even, you know, during summer, you know, getting ready for the next year. So yeah, it's definitely a, an end of the chapter. And we, w- without Springfield College, we wouldn't be doing the show. Uh, we wouldn't have known each other, wouldn't have been in the same major, um, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have connected in any way. So, so yeah, um, it's, uh, so yeah, we're going to, you know, after we get into the player analysis, um, we will uh, we'll talk about some of our some of our favorite memories from uh, you know recording on campus and just things going on. Um, because yeah, it's a it's an end of a chapter of a, of, a, of above replacement radio, but yeah. um, there there are more chapters to be uh, to be had here. Um, so uh, so yeah so. We'll start off with our um, players to highlight uh, for good and bad reasons. We'll start with the good for our uh, Friday, Friday, May 12, 2023 edition of... How about that? Uh, Who do you have for us today? So for my how about that, the last one at Springfield, I am looking at Mitch Keller of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I believe they crossed the team off the list. I don't know if we're a pirate or not. It doesn't really matter. But over his last four starts, Mitch Keller has a 1.73 ERA and a 1.50 FIP. His 1.2 F4 over the span ranks fourth among all major league qualifiers, and his 26.5% K to walk ratio, K rate minus walk rate, uh, ranks seventh highest. Uh, in 2023, his average exit velocity has dropped from 87.9 miles per hour to 86 miles per hour. That's almost a two-mile-an-hour two drop. It's pretty significant. His hard hit rate has ris- has dropped from uh, 37.3% to 27.3%. That's a 10% drop. Pretty significant. His K rate has uh, risen from 20.1% to 27.6%. His walk rate has dropped from 8.7% to 6.9%. And his expected ERA has dropped from 4.23 to 3.21. That is a full run from 2022 to 23. Uh, in 2023, he has added a cutter to his pitch mix, which he throws 24.3% of the time, the second most used pitch that he has. 
In this span, opponents are hitting and slugging 200 against this cutter. That's the seventh lowest slugging percentage among the 41 pitchers to throw at least 10 uh, to have at least 10 batted balls against their cutter in this span. Uh, and also over this last four starts, uh, he has an average exit velocity of 68.8 miles per hour against pitches that are out of the zone, and that ranks sixth lowest among the 145 pitchers to have at least 100 pitches thrown outside the strike zone in this time. And lastly, his 24.2 percent, or excuse me, 23. Yeah, I'm gonna start that over. Lastly, 24.2 percent of his batted balls against righties have been pulled. Only 24.2 percent. That is the sixth lowest rate uh, among the 114 pitchers with at least 25 batted balls allowed to righties in the span. And as a result. Righties are slugging just 205 against him, the second lowest only to Zach Wheeler among the 93 qualifiers in this span. So Mitch Keller has looked really impressive. He's looked like the ace that we, you know, knew he could be. You know, he kind of broke out last year, but this year he's really showing it. And he had a complete game shutout his last time out against the Rockies as well. Yeah, uh, Mitch Keller. How about that? Um, yeah, uh... Very, uh, yeah, very good analysis there. Um, yeah, we had done it. We, we had actually done a pirate before um, with uh, Connor Joe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is harder to, harder and harder to cross teams yeah. off the list. As you I'm get. Not, I don't, you know, it's not my priority at this yeah, point. Yeah, no. We, we're still only a quarter of the way through the season here. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, my how about that um, is also not crossing a team nice. off the list. Um, it's actually the team that I did last week, uh, but it's a it's a hitter this time, and this guy seems like seems to be having a very unique season. I'm talking about Lamont Wade Jr. of the Giants. Uh, in 132 plate appearances this year, he is hitting 260 with a 431 on base percentage, 951 OPS, 165 weighted runs created plus, and a 19.7 percent walk rate. Uh, out of 173 qualifiers in 2023, his on-base percentage ranks third, OPS ranks ninth, weighted runs created plus ranks seventh, and walk rate ranks third. And also, out of 274 hitters with 50-plus batted balls this year, uh, his expected WOBA ranks seventh. Uh, from 2022 to 2023, Lamont Wade Jr.'s chase rate has gone from 23.7% to 15%. 0.4%, and out of 78 hitters to see 300 plus pitches out of the zone this year, his chase rate is second lowest. Um, along with that, uh, he's some, he's seen some some uh, improvements in his batted ball profile. His barrel rate has gone from 9.5% to 13.0%, and his sweet spot rate has increased from 33.7% to 37.7%, uh, along with some increase in average exit velocity. So hitting the ball harder, hitting the ball in better directions, and seeing the ball much better, uh, not swinging at pitches out of the zone, and as a result, almost 20% walk rate, which has helped him uh, be, according to Fangraphs, the seventh best hitter in baseball among qualifiers. So... Uh, Lamont Wade Jr. for the entire year. How about that? Yeah, I mean, you could have even gone span there, and he had, like, the second highest weighted runs created plus or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, yeah, he, over his last, like, 15 or 20 games, he has, like, a, an 1100 OPS, 1,100-something 1100 OPS, but he's mm-hmm. been doing it all year for sure. Um, so, yeah, now we go from the highs to the lows. We're talking... <clears throat> 
players are subjects that have been underperforming with our um, Friday, May 12, 2023 edition of... The Slightly Alarming. Um, who do you have for us today? So for my Slightly Alarming, I have someone that probably could have been a how about that earlier. We didn't say him, but uh, I'm talking about my 2020 midseason AL MVP, Brandon Lau. Uh, who has had just quite an ugly stretch as of late. Since April 22nd, he is slashing 086, 159, 207 for a 366 OPS and a 3 weighted runs created plus. Uh, all of those rank last among the 181 qualifiers, except for his slugging percentage, which is third worst. Don't worry, he still has a better slugging than Miles Straw. You, you can't have a worse slugging than Miles Straw. Uh, his 34.9% strikeout rate also ranks eighth worst in this span. And it was very easy to see what was the problem just by looking at his radial chart because 33.3% of his batted balls have been above 45 degrees in this span. Uh, that is, you're never going to get a hit if it's above 45, almost never. Uh, and that is the second highest rate among the 270 hitters with at least 25 batted balls in this, in this span. The only person with a higher rate is Joey Gallo, believe it or not, who's you know kind of known for doing stuff like that. Yeah. Additionally... 55.6% of his batted balls have been above 33 degrees, and the reason I said 33 is because that is the just outside of the sweet spot threshold. So the ideal you know spot to hit it is uh, 8 to 32. 55% are north of that of that threshold. So uh, yeah, 55.6% of his balls have been above 33 degrees. That is also the second highest rate. And because of this, his 122 expected batting average over this span is the lowest among 278 qualifiers. And lastly, his 8.3% sweet spot percentage, that's right, an 8.3% sweet spot rate, that is overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly the worst among the 278 hitters with at least 25 batted balls over this span. So Brandon Lau has just not looking comfortable at the plate. He's not making the right kind of contact. He's striking out a lot. Uh, there's just not much that's going right for him right now. Yeah, Brandon Lau. Slightly alarming. Uh, so, yeah, I also have Brandon Lau. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, if you didn't see my surprised face, it's because I, I, I am you aware. You weren't surprised. I, am, I was not surprised because yeah. I looked at this these numbers uh, literally yeah. a half hour ago. Um, but uh, have, we, have we agreed in two straight shows? Um, like two out of three or whatever. Two out of three yeah. on a on slightly alarming. We haven't um, doubled up on a how about that since Brian Anderson, which is good. Really? I, I, oh yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. On a how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know we. I for so we also agreed on Brian Reynolds in 2021, and my mind went there. I was like, it's been two years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Um, no. Okay, but, Brian Anderson makes sense. Yeah. So that was that was a uh, nine ep- yeah nine episodes ago at this point. But, uh, but for Brendan Lauer, I did his last 22 games, um, which, yeah, his numbers are a little better in that s- sample, but uh, mm. but also it's 22 games, so it's yeah. very, very alarming. Um, in his last 22 games, he is hitting 125 with a 455 OPS, and out of 182 qualifiers in this span, his average and on-base percentage are the worst, and his OPS is fifth worst. Uh, his strikeout rate has gone from 24% before the span to 33% in the span, and his walk rate has gone from 20% to 9%. Uh, he has the 8th highest strikeout rate 
out of 182 in this span, and his uh, sweet spot rate has gone from 52.2% to 13.7%. Yeah. Uh, out of 184 hitters with 50-plus batted balls in this span, his 13.7% sweet spot rate is the lowest, and it is uh, 7.3 percentage points lower than the next lowest. We pretty much hit every point together. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, so... In, in this particular 22-game span, 25.5% of his batted balls have been with launch angles of 45 degrees nice. or higher, uh, which is the fourth highest rate out of 184, and he's 0 for 13 on those batted balls. So, um, so yeah, very original take uh, from, from <laughs> I me. I think we literally hit every single, the same point. <laughs> yeah, very... Like, there was not a single thing unique, and there was not a single thing that wasn't mentioned. So, thank goodness, thank goodness I was able to teach Daniel today about <laughs> Brendan Lau and his, and his uh, trend of hitting balls of 45 degrees or higher, and also just not having sweet spot, uh, not having a high sweet spot rate in this span. Yeah. Um, also, or actually, what I didn't put down, so it, in... Before this span, his barrel rate was like 35%, which is very... The extreme. It, it's extreme, but now it's below... In this span, it's below 10%, which is... Which is still like league average. Still around league average, but for a fly ball hitter, that's kind of yeah. low, because Brandon Lau is an extreme fly ball hitter. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so Brandon Lau, from both of us, getting a... Slightly alarming. I feel like we should still do matchups last. Um, sure, yeah. This feels yeah. right. Yeah, that, that fits, that fits. Um. All right. So. Uh, so yeah. So, I I didn't know how to break it break down. Um. So some of my favorite moments, but yeah, I did. I, mine were very weird in, in some of the, you know, I don't, I don't know what our definition of is of on campus. Mm-hmm. Um. I was very loose with it. I had three. I had three with both of us on campus. Three with only me on campus because <laughs> there was some funny there were some funny ones because i just went back okay. through like our youtube channel to see like episodes just episodes of us yeah. and uh yeah there were some funny ones so uh so you want us to alternate this here yeah how many do you have i have six okay i have five so yeah you just go first and i, I have five and then an honorable mention um so number six uh was i believe it was episode 166 ish um and i put down covid arr you you were at home, and I was broadcasting. This it was probably the only time I've ever, um, I've ever zoomed from my townhouse room, uh, for a show. No, we did for uh. Or oh yeah, the the wild card weekend episode. Yeah yeah, um, well yeah yeah, uh, but it was the only time from townhouse two, uh, that I zoomed from my room, and it was actually it was cool because. We didn't really know uh, how how you were doing, but just from that episode, we could tell you were good. And then after the episode, um, you had me uh, you had me bring the laptop around the around the house to see all our roommates. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest; I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I tried to block out that entire memory because <laughs> I got personally for me, I got COVID at a very weird time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very good timing, uh, where I had a performance that I had to do without a voice. Uh, so that was a struggle. So I, I kind of just blocked out every part of COVID. Yeah, and we just did for that episode. We did a free agency breakdown of I think the of like three different divisions because so much had happened right yeah. before the lockout. Um, that's right. But yeah. yeah, that was that was an interesting time. So that's that's one where only I was on campus. Sure. 
what was uh, what's so, number five for you? My number five. I think this is the only like single moment that I have on this list. Uh, it was uh, talking Do- Dodgers Giants from the townhouse backyards. Mm. That was just a very nice, yeah, very, very chill time where we were, you know, we had just watched a very exhilarating elimination game uh, in which the Dodgers had moved past the 107 win Giants to move on to the NLCS. Uh, we knew that it was a game that we wanted to talk about, kind of give gut reactions to, and we just, you know, we recorded in the townhouse backyards at like 11 at night. You know, it was very yeah. relaxing out there. I think it was later than that. Probably. I think it was past midnight. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Um, yeah, my uh, my number five is um, I put uh, AR till 2 a.m., which actually, for some reason, I'd forgotten the moment. But, yeah, when I was... I was here and you were in New York and the uh, the wild card round had just ended. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was in only the last year. Um, but uh, yeah, it had just it had just ended. Um, the Mets Padres game. right? The Mets Padres game, and we were very tired. And uh, I was trying to be quiet because I didn't know if people were trying to sleep around the around the room. Mm-hmm. But um, the thumbnail for that episode episode 214 is just funny because it looks like I'm very much out of it which maybe I was a little bit but it was also just it was a long episode but it was very fun I also remember going on a bunch of tangents yeah show. yeah yeah we, we did do that and yeah that was a that was a fun episode to record and yeah. um yeah and I just did it from did it from the bed it felt like COVID times yeah um what's your what's your number four my number four this is this might, like I said, I might be stretching the boundaries of what is AR on campus because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think this gets you know uh, looped in with ARR, but we did do it you know for the for the pod. I'm talking about the Less Man Project, oh, yeah. uh, one of the all time moments for sure. Uh, you know, Chris and I were assigned for a class uh, to do a journalism passion project, uh, so we reported the life and career of a Less Man who was probably the most successful major league baseball player to come out of Springfield College. He played uh, in the dead ball era, mostly, was on the 1914 uh, World Series champion Boston Braves, lived on our campus uh, while he was playing in that series. Uh, obviously, that you know opened up a lot of doors for us. We presented to our local Sabre chapter. We got into a national Sabre convention, met a lot of cool people, including Mark Simon. Um, so that, you know... Obviously, it wasn't strictly an ARR thing, but I'm counting it, and uh, that's my number four. Yeah, yeah, that, and we do have episode 180 um, is the uh, is the podcast form of that um, where we, you know, kind of it. It was similar to what we did for the presentation, but a little more organized. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was definitely. I mean, yeah, that's that is definitely an elevated moment for for us uh, in our personal lives. Um, the last one where it's only me on campus was when I recorded from my car. Um, that was also in the last year. Um, around this time last year, a little... I think everything uh, has been within the last year. Yeah, and in a, a couple... In a couple... Uh, yeah, and it was... Wait, what am I trying to say? Yeah, it was... Uh, it was like last week of May last year, and it, I recorded from the car because I was staying with someone on campus but they had just moved into the um into the suites here but but it was a thing where it was like summer camp it was like summer living so she didn't know her roommates um 
and I didn't know her roommates, so I didn't want to record from a room and just be be like talking baseball very loudly with like them around. I don't yeah. know. It, it just would have felt weird. So I just went to my car because Springfield, uh, you know, Springfield has Wi-Fi all over campus, and you can do that. And you know, I maybe just on the thumbnail, it was it would be misleading that I was like recording while driving, but I was not. It was a still car, and I had to keep the door like slightly ajar the whole time so that I wasn't absolutely baking in there and mm. <laughs> sweating my behind off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that. That was not during the school year, but it was on campus. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a that was an interesting time. Um, what is your uh, number three? My number three is two separate moments that were kind of the same thing. I'm talking about the two drafts that we had on campus. Of mm. course, the all time draft in a uh, international hall room. I think four twelve. Uh, I think that's what the room was for the all time draft, and then in the uh, radio studio for the. I haven't heard that name in years draft. Uh, mm. Those were two all-time moments. You know, that was, I think, kind of the first time that you, me, Nico, and Bono were all, like, hanging out together talking baseball for the all-time draft. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And then, obviously, the, the I haven't heard that name in years draft was just a classic. Um, I mean, it was one of the best times. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I have it as my number three for a reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very glad we started the tradition of doing a draft every 50th episode, and I'm excited for 250. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, my uh, my number three moment is above replacement radio outside, um, nice. in the backyards. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, Daniel mentioned it before. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. Like you know, it kind of was necessary because we didn't want to record inside while people were trying to sleep because it was a Thursday night. Um, funny things in our house also preceded it, which adds to the memory of it. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was funny. Um, and it was after a great game. And, um, also, also afterward, uh, like, uh, Mark Simon replied to the link and talked about fun things he found the, funny in the, yeah, the, in the 1923, episode. Yeah, the 1923, 1925 World Series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was a good, uh, that was a good yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and it's, it's probably the best um, video quality ever, someone's ever taken of us. Yeah. Because uh, Nika, our you know guest of the program, Nika Vasella took like a, a professional camera and like recorded the first twenty seconds of us, and uh, and yeah, that was fun. So I'll, I, I still yeah I have that on my phone. So that was uh, that's fun. But yeah, that was a that was a good time out in the out in the townhouse backyards. Um, what's your number two? So my number two, most of this was not on campus, but some of it was, so I'm just throwing it in there. Uh, the entire history series. Mm. Uh, the history series was legitimately a life-changing experience, I think, for both of us. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, w I certainly would not be where I am in baseball knowledge without it. Uh, the idea happened on campus, so that's, that's something. And then obviously the last couple episodes of it uh, were also done on campus. Uh, looking back, I, I genuinely can't believe we did it. You know, 60 episodes and insane amounts of work. I think we did the, the, the final prep sheet where we combined every one, and it was like 650 pages or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was, I mean, we became absolute workhorses for that, you know, 30 episodes each that we all kind of produced ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, each of them being around an hour to two hours long. Uh, we learned a lot about, you know, different teams, different players, different eras, too. Uh, you know, I think I think kind of where our our dead ball era knowledge sprung up was through the history series and learning yeah. about you know 
Pontus Wagner, she was Joe Jackson, uh, Walter Johnson, you know, all those people. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I speak for both of us when I say that was a life-changing experience, something that was so valuable, not just to the pod, like, in, you know, segments we've done, but just, you know, it got us places, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, we wouldn't have been able to do that Less Man project if we didn't have that history series under our belt. Um, we probably wouldn't have been asked to do that, really. Um, That's also really where our, our stat head uh, flexing yeah. started, I'd say. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, like, it, and it, yeah, it definitely, I'd say one of the better benefits was, like, it, it made it so that doing the Less Man uh, presentation for say it, it wasn't that it wasn't anything we hadn't done before. It wasn't. It was yeah. something that we had done about thirty times each. Yeah, it wasn't crazy difficult. Like there, there was there were aspects that we wanted to make sure we got you know multimedia wise. But I also like yeah. I also go back to reference it. Like I uh, later this month I'm going on a trip to the Roberto Clemente Museum. And, like, I plan on listening back to the episode before I go. Yeah. Just, like, to add some historical context. Even even though that's, Even like, though it was, like, the third episode we yeah, did. Yeah, it was one of my least favorite ones. <laughs> I think my energy was just off <laughs> the entire time. It's probably not a fun listening experience, so... Hey, I'm, listen, I want to I remember the times. Yes. About, you know, how he was quoted in broken English and... And yeah. how he was adapting to playing over in the U.S. And how he would, like, go into the streets and play with kids. Yeah. Also, I will say with the history series, one of the things that definitely uh, gave gave purpose during uh, COVID. Absolutely. Like. Oh my God! I don't know what we would have done. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I, I wasn't really passionate about any video games at the time, which was getting a lot, a lot of people through no, stuff. No, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, like committed enough to wake up at four a.m. to watch KBO games. Right. Right. I did like a couple times, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I did. Like, uh, yeah, I, I watched a ton of like throwback games by my own volition, like, not yeah. on MLB Network, just on YouTube, like yep. watching like '90s World Series games. Um, yeah, like that was a great experience. Always, and it's evergreen, so go and make sure to check those yeah. episodes out. Um, yeah, uh, that's yeah, definitely a big moment, and yes, a lot of that was produced on campus, researched on campus. The idea came up on campus. Yes. Back in, that's the first, like, pre-townhouse thing, I think, that either of us has mentioned. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, And uh, I'll mention one more. Number two is uh, episode one. Okay. Um, Because, uh, you know, it's, we hadn't really, the the idea of us doing this kind of sprung up, kind of as a thing of like, oh, well, Chris... Chris sort of needs to do something uh, with student media, so <laughs> we'll start with. I hadn't been doing school newspaper yet. I wasn't doing TV, um, so we were. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I I would like to do like a radio show. I just don't have a partner yet." And I think you were like, "Yeah, well, you know, I I know you're. You seem like a baseball guy. We could do a baseball show." And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good." Um, and uh, I'd gone to the radio studio. Um, to do like the training but it was like three weeks prior so i forgot a lot of things um so i was just texting the radio president like over and over again and we were supposed to start at three but we did we ended up like it ended up being a wild time we ended up going back to my back to massasoit hall um to record 
something on my phone to like get a test run of what the show is going to be. Um, and then immediately we got a text from the radio president who had like just woken up from a nap and we found out how to get the key to the studio, found out how to have audio. Um, and, and yeah, there's no evidence of episode one ever happening, No, but, uh, and I'm, I'm almost glad it was, or maybe not that show. No. I, I wish that show was out there. Yeah. I, at two to 30, I'm fine with not having, Yeah, but episode one was good. And, and yeah, it was, we were able to see like, okay, we can do this together. Um, this is, we're going to be able to do this, you know, how long, I don't know, but, uh, it ended up being, it's ended up being pretty long and it's yeah. going to go on after this but uh we, we knew we had something after the after the first episode no doubt my number one uh is that time chris swore on air on the radio show <laughs> i'm just kidding no my, my number one is also episode one uh 10 uh it was the day of uh the nl wildcard game where the nationals and brewers played a really amazing game but also just started a really good playoffs in general um i i, I don't mean to get too personal and cringe here but uh, i had a very weird transition into college where uh like i kind of struggled to make friends and i was also for the first entire like month and a half very slowly going through a breakup uh and things things were tough on on team daniel um and i really didn't have like a a real friend i'd say uh up until arr started because not only did that introduce me to you but it introduced me to everyone on your floor which then became my friends and like it took a month but you know for the first time arr made me feel like i had some kind of sense of community i had somewhere where i can go to hang out with people and just like let loose yeah um so 10 119 was a day that changed my life uh yeah. forever yeah um you know, in, in, in so many different ways. Uh, because, you know, not only did we record the pod that day, but I came over and we watched the game. I otherwise would have been watching it in my room alone, mm-hmm. uh, and that would have been miserable, um, because that's what I did the entire first month of college. But, um, you know, I kept, you know, luckily enough, you guys kept inviting me back for every single uh, playoff game from, you know, the, the A's Rays game the next night and the Division Series, the Championship Series, every single game of the World Series, uh, all seven of them. Yeah. So, and then obviously after the World Series, I moved in uh, on the same floor as you, uh, and yeah, it was it was a great time for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, it definitely changed uh, changed my life too. And um, you know, because you know, developing the friendship with you also probably made the connection more firm with guys like uh, Nico Bono and yes. and uh, Brody David. You know, our our roommates, and probably got me part of the uh being invited into the uh house yeah for the uh for the townhouse so i mean yeah it definitely helped forge a forge a connection between us and also other people um and yeah it yeah it was it, it was all like i'll definitely i'll always reflect on the 2019 playoffs in mm-hmm. a romantic sense because Absolutely. of the experience watching all those games because it was it was an extremely fun time that's for sure yeah um, and yeah, my number uh, my number one moment is episode one fifty. The I haven't heard that name in years draft. Yeah, because also that it was a long time coming because of a thing that happened off campus was the car ride, which was also a life changing moment. <laughs> life changing moment, yeah. And uh, episode one fifty, it it was just it's so fun. I couldn't stop laughing the entire episode. <laughs> um, just names po- coming out of nowhere. Uh, the how it ended up with the teams. I think I made a, a spreadsheet with like all the 
all the player stats. <laughs> yeah. And like all the all the team OPS plot or all the team OPSs were like seven twenty. Yeah. Um, all the team ERA. I feel, like, I feel like that's a draft a where you want to out of five people you want to finish third. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you do. Finishes third wins. You do absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, episode one fifty for me is definitely. <laughs> Maybe yeah, probably my favorite moment on campus because uh, it it was just so it was so funny and it had developed over months that we were gonna do that. Yeah, it was it was truly fantastic. It's crazy that like as good as the car ride was, we were able to kind of replicate it like, yeah. months later. Yeah, because also we had done a little more digging and found more. Yeah, found because more there guys. were minimum two to three hundred people named in that car ride. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I don't know if Jeff Kepinger had been. <laughs> he definitely had, had been. If, been if you're named. if you're wondering if you're for listening for the first time in uh, July of 2021, myself, Chris, and our friend Nico uh, were with a couple other people on a two and a half hour car ride from Connecticut to Cape Cod, and we played a game of like how many like random baseball players like forgotten 2010s guys can you name, and it started with us kind of going in a circle naming guys, and it eventually just became if you name a guy just say him, <laughs> and we ended up naming about you know. Two to three hundred names, guys that you hadn't heard in years. You know the classics like Mike Pelfrey, like yeah. Josh Colmenter, Jeremy Affeld. Yeah, uh, I think that's one person that each of us named. Yeah, uh, th- I feel bad for the other two people in the car because they were not baseball fans to the gr- degree that we were, and they were very visibly miserable because they had nothing to talk about in the entire car ride. Yeah, um, so I'm sorry, Brody and Bono, if you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we were like, all right, we gotta like we gotta bring this to the pod. So we we drafted a team of you know random twenty tens, you know utility infielders and eighth inning relievers, <laughs> uh, guys that have been out of the league for minimum like four to five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was. I don't blame you for putting that at one. I know I only put it at three, but uh, what a, what an incredible time. Um, yeah, I mean. Just to go, we'll go just over our teams. Yeah. Um, just because of the names are great. Yeah, Daniel, and I stand by my team. Daniel, uh, Giovanni Soto, Ike Davis, Munori Kawasaki, Pete Cosma, Chris Johnson, uh, Michael Saunders, Chris Parmalee, Craig Gentry, uh, and then starting pitcher wise, uh, Josh Colmenter, Giovanni Gallardo, Bud Norris uh, at DH, Gabby Sanchez, and uh, relief pitcher Jumbo Diaz and Kevin Jepsen. And uh, my team was uh, John Buck, uh, Jeff Kevinger, Reed Brignac, Clint Barmas, Casey McGahee, Brian Bugasevic, uh, Nolan Reimold, Reed Johnson, Wilson Betamit, uh, and then starting pitchers Mike Pelfrey, John Danks, and Paul Mahalam. And then uh, relief pitcher wise, Ernesto Frieri and Mark Zepchinski. Uh, it, it's just. It's funny to draft a team like that, and I, it, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I mean, no other pod was doing that, it felt like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> what an incredible time, genuinely. Yes. Uh, the all-time draft was good, too, I think. Um, you know, especially yes. for, like, that was, you know, like I mentioned, it was kind of the first time that the two of us, Nico and Bono, were all in the same room talking baseball. Yeah. You know, it was a really fun time. We had some good laughs that day. The, the Dan Brothers moment was The Dan a good Brothers one. moment was iconic. Uh, me stealing Napa Joie from Bono. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. <laughs> you know, you talking about, you hyping up, like, Pete Alexander. Yeah. And everyone being like, who the hell is that? <laughs> um, yeah. Some some good times were shared. My honorable mention, it's, it's multiple things, but it's kind of just all the guest interviews that we had on yeah. campus. Uh, shout out to... Zach Demko, 
Corey Barasa, Nico Fasella, Bono Siddhartha, Rob Dickey, Kyle Belanger, Amy Crawford, Chris Rose, Mark Simon, and Foolish Baseball. I think that's all of them. Um, yeah. Uh, did you mention you mentioned Chris Rose? I did. Yes. Yeah, um, I think that's on campus. There are more that we had, but those are the ones on campus. Yeah, the ones we yeah conducted. Actually, weren't you weren't you technically in Springfield when we interviewed Sarah Langs? I was in Springfield. I okay. technically wasn't well, we'll, on campus. We'll, yeah, we'll count it. Yeah, I was two minutes from shout campus. Shout out to Sarah Langs as well. Yes, yes. Shout out to Sarah Langs for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the best ones we've done. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, the definitely. Yeah, those were definitely in my honorable mentions too. Um, all right. Now we get into a preview of the weekend ahead. Uh, I'll be looking at series to watch. Daniel will be looking at the day-by-day matchups. Uh, first series uh, to look at, uh, Yankees-Rays at Yankee Stadium. Um, and, uh, yeah, Rays are cooking. Yankees, I mean, they're, like, doing all right. They're three games above five they They're doing okay. Um, you know, it, they get hyped up that they're in last place, but in the AL East, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, the... Another series to watch is the uh, battle for Alex Anthopoulos. It is Blue Jays Braves. The winner gets to have Alex <laughs> Anthopoulos. Um, so that's going to be a really big matchup there. Yeah, I mean for the Blue Jays especially, and for the I mean you know if the Braves lose him, at least they already have all the contracts he signed. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is that is very true. And yeah, if the Blue Jays win, I'm excited for the I'm excited for the Vlad Guerrero. A junior contract of 120 million dollars. Yes. That's going to be pretty sick. Uh, and then the the series to watch for me is uh, Dodgers Padres. Um, the Dodgers won this series last weekend. Um, the Dodgers are are kind of rolling right now. They're starting to get into their groove right now. Padres haven't quite gotten into their groove. Uh, they're going to have to go into Chavez Ravine and try to uh, try to gain ground on the Dodgers because they're four games behind them right now. Um, so. We will see how that that series transpires, and yeah, you should get the Dodgers now because I feel like I feel like uh, every single June or July night, you're just yeah. watching the Dodgers pound on uh, pound on a team at Chavez Ravine, uh, like ten to two. I feel like that's every June and July night is just that. That's just what's happening. I remember uh, that Molly Knight tweet from last year when the Yankees were like forty and fifteen. And the Dodgers were, you know, like, only 10 games over 500 or something. And she was like, the Dodgers just aren't doing it this year like they normally do. Like, I'm just not feeling it from this team. And then they won 111 games. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're absolutely right in that. Uh, I'll, I will quickly go through matchups because we kind of got to get out of here. Uh, tonight, you have Graham Ashcraft versus Yuri Perez in Miami. Yuri Perez, in my opinion, is the top pitching prospect in baseball. I know a lot of people like to say guys like, you know, Andrew Painter, guys like Grayson Rodriguez. Yuri Perez is just turned 20 years old. He just turned 20 in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he, he is a year younger than Paul Skeens. If you don't know who Paul Skeens is, he's going to be taken probably second overall in the draft in a month, in a month plus, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, people used to make the jokes of, like, just wait till Juan Soto gets to Adley Rutschman's age. Yeah. Just wait until Yuri Perez, who is going to be making his big league debut tonight, gets to Paul Skeen's age, who is not in an organization yet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be really fun. Mackenzie Gore's pitching tonight for the Nationals against the Mets. 
Um, Garrett Cole is pitching for the Yankees against the Rays. Spencer Strider is pitching for the Yankees against the Blue Jays. Tyler Anderson is pitching for the Angels against the Guardians. James Paxson versus Adam Wainwright. That's a fun matchup. Uh, yeah. We should, we should go watch that. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sonny Gray will be facing the Cubs for the Twins in Minnesota. Uh, and matchup of the night comes from Dodgers Padres. It's Blake Snell versus Dustin May. Blake Snell, kind of on a hot streak. He's pitched through six innings in each of his last two starts. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you got a pretty cool matchup in Rays-Yankees on Saturday. Shane McClanahan versus Nestor Cortez. Bryce Miller will be facing the Tigers for the Mariners. He's been awesome in his first two career starts. Nick Lodolo and Sandy Alcantara will be facing each other in Reds-Marlins. Lodolo has struggled lately, as is Alcantara, but... You know, both of them are very talented pitchers. Hayden Wesneski and Joe Ryan will face each other in Cubs Twins. Uh, Jose Barrios and Bryce Elder will face each other in Braves Blue Jays. Um, Chris Sale will face the Cardinals for the Red Sox at Fenway. Reed Detmers will face the Guardians for the Angels. Uh, Rhodes de Contreras will face the Orioles for the Pirates. That's pretty fun. Uh, Dylan Cease will face the Astros for the White Sox. Zach Gallon will face the Giants for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Ranger Suarez will be coming off the IL, I think. Has he has he pitched yet this year? I don't think he has. He'll be facing the Rockies for the Phillies at Coors. And match of the night, once again, comes from Padres-Dodgers. It's Joe Musgrove versus Julio Arias. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, Chris and I will be graduating. Uh, and But, more importantly, Patrick Sandoval and T- Tanner Bybee will face each other in Angels Guardians. Yes. Uh, that'll be on Peacock. That's going to be fun. My How about that? Mitch Keller will be facing the Orioles for the Pirates on Sunday. Zach Eflin and Clark Schmidt will face each other in Rays-Yankees. Clark Schmidt, I believe, has a 3 ERA in his last four starts, so that's pretty good. Uh, Logan Gilbert will face the Tigers for the Mariners in Detroit. Uh, Marcus Stroman will face the Twins for the Cubs. Hunter Brown and Lucas Giolito uh, will face each other in Astros-White Sox. Um, Aaron Nola will face the Rockies for the Phillies. Uh, Andrew Heaney will face the A's for the Rangers, uh, and you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say it. Matchup of the night comes from, uh, or matchup of the afternoon comes from Giants Diamondbacks. I know he hasn't looked great in his first couple starts, but I'm going Logan Webb versus Brandon Fod. Hmm. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. You got a uh, Fod came up as a top 100 prospect. Webb obviously uh, has developed quite the resume even in just the last yeah. uh, two years. Already has an extension. Yes. Already has an extension. Um, and yeah, big part of the Giants rotation. Um, and yeah, that does it for this installment of Above Replacement Radio. Um, I guess, yeah, we should probably, in our last episode here on camp- on Springfield College campus, uh, give a special thank you to some of the people who have made this possible. Kyle Belanger, probably most of all for S- Springfield College people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's kind of the audio guy, you know, audio journalism guy. Uh, from Springfield College, and has always been e- extremely encouraging, um, and uh, also helpful with you know how to produce the show, hosting, all that stuff. He also uh, trusted us enough to go into the Worcester Red Sox clubhouse to interview yes. guys like Tristan Casas and Connor Wong, uh, myself, and Jay Mercandolario as well. Um, that was that happened because of the podcast. Like, yes, that was. He was the one that brought that to us and said, hey, like, I want to get you guys minor league credentials. If we can say that you were under the Springfield College radio umbrella, you guys can go into the ballpark and, you know, do whatever. And, uh, yeah, that was his doing. Yeah, the, so big shout-out to him for that. Um, also, uh, Marty Dobrow and Amy Crawford for 
always supporting. Amy Crawford, maybe our most loyal listener. Yeah. Um, you know, both our uh, professors here at Springfield, and also uh, Ray LaFerrier, um, who has provided tech equipment, helped out. Um, you know, been, it, yeah, been a you know been a good behind the scenes person um, to uh, to help us out and help us you know accomplish our goals and record the show how we want to record the show and you know trusting us with the podcast equipment who we've which we kind of snuck in our snuck in my room for like two months yeah um, um i would also like to thank scott carter uh from society for american baseball research for believing in us enough to go to the national convention uh you know that was obviously another thing that you know it, it, the pod still goes on without that regardless but you know that was obviously a big step for us professionally mm-hmm. um and yeah, it wouldn't have happened without him. And also Marty Dobro for Saber as well. Yes, yeah, Marty for uh, trusting us with that. So yeah, um, it's it start. You know, it, the pod starts at Springfield College. It'll end somewhere else. Where our paths will go many different directions, but uh, we're we're staying course here with the Buffer Play Radio. Yes, we are. Um, and yeah, uh, sh- shout out to yeah all the people who have made it possible so far. Um, we hope you enjoyed this one. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and want to watch your digital content, go to the YouTube channel. It is called Buffer Place Radio. Um, and uh, follow, uh, follow us on social media. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter, Chris, at Chris underscore Gianta. Instagram, Chris Gianta. Uh, follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram, at Daniel underscore Curran. And follow the show on Instagram, at Above Replacement, at Above Replacement <laughs> Radio, for all the show needs. We hope you enjoyed this one, and we hope to see you next time where we will we will be talking all the happenings in major league baseball once again see you then this conversation this conversation is over is over